From the poorhouse to the palace, Bethel Baptist Church is pleased to bring you this uplifting program hosted by Dr. Doug Castle. Please stay with us and open your heart as Dr. Castle opens God's Word. Well, today we come to the second part of Haggai's third message here in the book of uh, Haggai, these two chapters. You didn't know there was so much in these, uh, just these short verses, did you? Just 38 verses here. But uh, we're, we saw yesterday the polluted priest and how the men of God had become polluted. And today he's going to show us the polluted people. Look at verses 15 through 17. The Bible says, And now I pray you consider from this day and upward, from before, the stone was li- before a stone was laid upon a stone in the temple of the Lord, since those days were, when one came to an heap of twenty measures, there were but ten. When one came to the press fat for it to draw out fifty vessels out of the press, there were but twenty. I smote you with blasting, and with mildew, and with hail, in all the labors of your hands, yet ye turn not to me, saith the Lord. Yesterday we saw how the priests were unholy, and everything that they had touched became unholy. And yet, here God says that the people had been polluted as well. It was midwinter, and the seed was in the barn. When they built their own houses, they came to reap 20 measures of wheat and barley, but there was only 10. They went out to draw 50 vessels of wine from the, from the press fat and only reaped 20. The press fat, if you're not familiar with that, was where they pressed the grapes into pure unfermented wine. And there was an upper press where the grapes were pressed and a lower press where the juice would flow into. And the meat of the fat of the grape or the pulp would remain in the upper while the juice flowed freely to collect in the lower. Now, He said, look, he said, you have been polluted. He said, there was a day when you came came to 20 measures and there's 10. And when you came to the wine press and you didn't get everything, he said, I've smitten you with blasting and with mildew, with hail, and all the labors of your hand, yet you turned not to me. Their grain, their barley and wheat. Of course, Christ is the bread of life. He said, I've smitten it. Their wine, that pure juice, that, that blood of Christ in the Bible. He said, I've, dist- he said, I've smitten that. He, the vine, the church is the vine. The fig tree, that's Israel in the Bible. The pomegranate at the hem of the skirt of the high priest is a reminder of the fruit of the Spirit. And the ruby juice is ever present. Remi- is an ever-present reminder of the blood of Christ. And uh, sown about, the again, the hem of the skirt of the high priest. And they were engraved at the top of the pillars, Jacob and Boaz in the temple. And, and Christ from top to bottom strength and support and they were painted blue as and purple and scarlet the throne of christ the deity of christ the blood of christ and the olive tree he had smitten the power and presence of the holy spirit everything good had been smitten not just their physical needs but their spiritual needs because they were polluted now i'm not going to belabor that because we we dealt with much the detail the pollution and god said i need you to be clean look what he says in verses 18 and 19 we have a powerful promise Consider now from this day and upward from the four and twentieth day of the ninth month, even from the day that the foundation of the temple was of the Lord's temple was laid, consider it. Is the seed yet in the barn? Yea, as yet the vine and the fig tree and the pomegranate and the olive tree hath not brought forth from this day will I bless you. See, they have been under a curse, but we're on the verge. All those things I just mentioned before, the grain, the vine, the the wine, the fig tree, pomegranate, olive tree, all those things are mentioned here in these verses. They've been under a curse, but they were on the verge of a great blessing. God would not withhold his bounty. They put his house first, and he promised to bless them concerning the next harvest. 
And uh, this, this was a sure promise of God for them. Do you seek God's blessing on your house and home? Build his house first, and you'll have a blessing on your home. That's the whole point of this book. He starts this book saying, look, everything in your life is a mess because you haven't put my house first. Build the house. When they built the, built the house, he said, I can bless you. I can bless your grain. I can, I can give you the bread of life. The word of God. I, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. Jesus said, I am that bread of life. Again, they would have the blessings of the blood. They would have the blessings of the church and Israel as a nation. And, and again, that pomegranate, the, that fruit of the Spirit, and the olive tree, the power and the presence of the Spirit. But you know what the Bible says in Psalm 127? Except the Lord build the house, they labor in vain that build it. Except the Lord keep the city, the watchman wake it, but in vain. You know, they laid the foundation and they quit why they were going on their own strength. Now, to those that would, again, take the, the strength of Christ, be strong in the, the Lord and the power of his might, and put their efforts through the, into the Lord's work, God promises to bless their daily bread and their homes and their needs, their spiritual blessing. What a promise to those who will abhor evil, abhor that which is evil and cleave to that which is good, as the Bible tells us to do. It began on this day. We are given a day here. He said, consider now from this day, from the 24th day of the ninth month, he said, consider now from this day a certain thing to come to pass on, on the certain day. You know, there, there, there ought to be today, you ought to look and say this day. As for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're not going to be a polluted people. We're going to get God's blessings on our home by putting God's, God's work, God's house uh, pre preeminent in our lives and build a Christian home that, that God alone can bless and give. You need the blessings of God on your home. You're only going to get God's blessings. If you're God's people, you're only going to get God's blessings by being faithful to God's house. People say, well, you don't have to be a Christian to go to, go to church to be a Christian. Yes, you do. Now, you don't have to go to church to be born again. See, a Christian is one who's Christ-like, a little Christ, an image of Christ, imitates Christ, a disciple, a student, a pupil, a learner, and a, and a doer of his teachings. You do not forsaking the assembling of yourselves together as the manner of some is, but exhorting one another so much the more as you see the day approaching. That's the New Testament. Don't give me the... Well, and let me tell you something. The Old Testament is given for our learning and instruction and in sample. The Bible tells us that all scripture, that includes the Old Testament, is given by inspiration and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God may be thir perfect, thoroughly furnished unto all good works. And there was mostly all Old Testament when Paul wrote that verse. This is your instruction. You need God's blessings on your home. You better get into God's house. You better be faithful to God's house. You better be faithful to not just be a... I, I saw a sign on, on a church in our, our community here that says pew warmers wanted Sunday 1030. If you want to warm a pew, you go to that church. You want to, you want to do something for Jesus Christ and obtain the promises and the blessings of God, then you get into God's house. You come here and you do something. You don't come in to ride the pine pony and warm the pew. We come in here to, to leave charge, challenge, and change, and to abound in the work of the Lord. Therefore, be my beloved brethren, be ye steadfast, unmovable, always abounding in the work of the Lord, for as much as ye know that your labor is not in vain in the Lord. By the way, that is the last verse of 1 Corinthians 15, verse number 58. Everything before that speaks about the second coming. Because this mortality must put on immortality, and this corruption must put on corruption, and because we shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed in the moment, in the twinkling of an eye, at the last trump for the trumpet shall sound and the dead in Christ shall rise first and, and, and because Jesus is coming you better be abounding 
in the work of the Lord. You better not be piddling around and half-hearted and polluted. You better get about your father's business like your Jesus was. Amen. My time is gone and this week as well. Uh, you join us tomorrow or, or this next coming week and we'll we'll finish up as uh, as we go along here. Uh, the, this next uh, the, the the last uh, verse the last mess, uh, the last verses here I think there's four verses left one final word from Haggai two, d- given into two parts and uh, we'll finish this up next week as the Lord gives us opportunity God bless you is our prayer until then no longer a pauper in of poverty you've been enjoying the program from the poorhouse to the palace. Find Pastor Castle's Bible commentaries and other resources when you visit the website bbclinton.com. Archive broadcasts of this radio program are available at wytjradio.com. Listen to the latest broadcast wherever you are or catch up on what you missed whenever you want by subscribing to the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or Google Podcasts. Just search From the Poor House to the Palace. From the Poor House to the Palace.